Hi, so I'm joined today for our first episode by Kira Smith from Positive Change Hypnotherapy. Uh, Kira offers solution-based hypnotherapy to clients with uh, struggling with addiction, anxiety, or lack of confidence in Stratford-upon-Avon. So uh, welcome, Kira, and thank you for being my first guest. Thank you. Um, could you just tell us a little bit about yourself and, and what you do? Yeah, of course. So um, as you mentioned, I'm a solution-focused hypnotherapist. And what we do with a blend of talking therapy and trance or deep relaxation, um, we help people to make better decisions, cope better um, with a range of different challenges, whatever it is that you're facing, and improve their resilience um, within their within their life and whatever whatever their lifestyle is demanding of them. Cool. And uh, what what brought you to to do that? How did well, you get into it? Kind of a, a random story, really. I knew I wanted to change career. Um, I knew I wanted to do something else in the well-being sector. Um, I spend a lot of time on YouTube. That's uh, where I used to get a lot of material for my my uh, my job at the time, and. Um, videos kept popping up about the law of attraction and I thought what is the law of attraction I've never heard of this started to watch a few videos found out it was all about changing your thinking and and how you perceive situations um started using it in my own life couldn't believe the difference it made and just loved that power of changing your thoughts and how that changes your life and then one day hypnotherapy just kind of popped into my head from from nowhere really did some research on some courses and was really fortunate to um, come across the clifton practice hypnotherapy training which is solution focused and i did, at the time didn't realize what solution focused was but got onto the course and just absolutely loved it and it has been a complete game changer for me so what, so what is solution-focused and what defines that compared to other forms of hypnotherapy? So solution-focused hypnotherapy differs from um, other forms of hypnotherapy in that we don't go back and um, re-examine the problem. So in our initial consultation, we will take down um, clients' details and we'll get a, a rundown of what they're struggling with. But then after that, throughout the sessions, we concentrate on their strengths, how they're coping, what's helping them stay in a in a place where they're managing to go about daily tasks or what things have been helping them over the last week between sessions um we use something called what's been good we talk to clients about what's been good um we don't let them stray back down into uh venting or complaining because um when we keep them on what's been good what's what's been helping them cope what's been keeping them uh, ticking over it keeps them in their intellectual part of their brain and when we do this this is where we're creative where we can cope where we can step back and be non-emotional so this is where we want to keep clients because once we get them in that part of the brain we can keep moving them forward so your process is that you, you would put them under is that a technical term or um <laughs> talk, talk me through the process so this is this is one of the kind of um myths of hypnotherapy right. isn't it um we think of a stage hypnotist um where they're swinging a watch in front of somebody's face and they're getting someone to walk around clucking like a chicken <laughs> so this is a question that i get asked a lot um that's a hypnotist those people have been selected from the crowd through various questioning which the hypnotist has very cleverly engineered and he's picked the most suggestible person 
And that person, if you gave them a bottle of wine and a hundred quid, would walk around looking like a chicken. <laughs> so we can never control someone's mind. We can never force anyone to do anything. Um, the, the the relaxation part of what I do is that it is deep relaxation, and and the way we think about that is it relaxes the brain enough to get out of its own way. Right. So does that mean though that if you had a more suggestible person, they are you know more likely to benefit from from hypnotherapy? Absolutely. Or... You're you're totally right in that you have to just like anything like getting fit learning to drive you have to invest in it you have to invest in the process so the first part of our session is talking therapy and then the last part is the relaxation so we use the relaxation to allow our brain time to process what we've discussed in the talking therapy um but you're absolutely right if somebody is incredibly resistant and refuses to relax um, and allow their brain to just take in what's being said to them, obviously they're going to be on the back foot compared to a more a suggestible, relaxed person. Okay. And so what type of person would you would you work with? What's your sort of... I clientele? will work with anyone at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that's the beauty of what we do. Um, we can help anybody to cope better you i would never be you know somebody who would go we can cure this and we can solve this but we can help anybody so some examples of um people that have helped confidence that's a big big one because really confidence underpins everything we do in our lives sleep that's a huge one that hypnotherapy is very very helpful for can you help with uh, children we sleep. can have <laughs> we can work with the parents and we can work with the children as well um kids it is fabulous for kids um we take a really relaxed approach with kids where we let them kind of doodle and draw while we're chatting to them and doodle and draw through the trance if they want to um to keep them nice and relaxed um, pain, that's a really interesting one. I've helped a lady with rheumatoid arthritis. Smoking, of course, which I love working with smokers because we really discuss the whole lifestyle around the smoking and how, you know, it's not just about taking the cigarettes away, it's about how we're going to change that person's, they're going to change their life. Is that um, what Paul McKenna was? Was it Paul McKenna who would, who would help you stop smoking? Paul McKenna certainly has helped a lot of people stop smoking, okay. yeah, absolutely. And would you use similar techniques? I believe Paul McKenna is a hypnotist right? and I'm a hypnotherapist. So, yeah, a bit of a I'm difference. I'm getting it wrong again. Yeah. Oh, don't worry. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I was exactly the same before I changed as a hypnotherapist. Um, so what gives you the passion to do what you now do? Um, and what, yeah, I'm interested in what, what you were doing before that mm. then brought you to be, to be, to be yeah. and being a hypnotherapist. So I was um, a personal trainer and a yoga teacher for 12 years. Um, got to work with lots and lots of lovely people. Um, and I was always passionate about self-improvement. It was always something that I wanted uh, to do for myself. And I loved helping other people um, get back on their feet and get fit and feel good. Um, but it kind of got to a point where I was, that was making me very physically tired. And um, I fancied a bit of a change, but I still wanted to continue that self-improvement because um, <clears throat> I've had a really very, very challenging life. Um, not that I'm looking for, for sympathy, but it has been incredibly challenging. And in order for me to cope with those challenges, I've had to be very versatile and solution focused. 
So my passion for what I do now is helping other people gain that power, that, that power that they can change themselves, I think is an amazing uh, light bulb moment when you mm -hmm. realise you can help yourself. And so had you had some of your own sessions, hypnotherapy sessions, or I'll, did you just go straight into doing it? That's now? a good question, Chris, because I actually had never had hypnotherapy <laughs> ever. I knew nothing about hypnotherapy. There was just this very strong voice in my head telling me to go for it. And I'm so pleased I listened to that voice because I, when I spoke to my lecturer on the phone, I said, I've never had hypnotherapy. And he said, it doesn't matter. Right. It doesn't matter at all you're going to come and you're going to learn and what you've done in your previous career will really help you and mm. it did it really did excellent and um <clears throat> did you sort of know you're going to hit the ground running did you have clients lined up or has that been a challenge for you because i think you're you started you said in june mm. this year so yes. still a very new business still uh, a very new business it um it was a great course because it layered your skills up right from day one and it got you working with clients right from day one. So we'd kind of just started to work with relaxation with clients right at the beginning and then we built up the talking therapy. So a few months before I qualified, I was actually able to take on half price clients. Um, and I was very fortunate that I got a few that came through the door and I was able to start learning more by working with clients. So I had a few clients. I then kind of took a little bit of time out because as I'm sure you can imagine, doing a course that focuses very much on self-improvement is quite overwhelming. And it put me in a place where I knew I needed to take time to get myself in a better place in order to be a better therapist. And as I started to take those small steps, really built myself up right from the bottom again, the clients started to come come back in and I started to get more confident about networking and things like that. So it's certainly been a journey and speaking to my friends who also did the course, they've had a very similar experience of having to just take it a little bit steadier. But now it's really coming into its own and I'm really enjoying it. Right. And um, what's, what was the sort of most important lesson you've learned perhaps throughout your career, maybe it was in um, your previous career or mm. maybe in your training or... Boundaries. <laughs> Putting in proper, firm boundaries. Um, because if you don't, you just end up drained and resentful and depleted. So huge, huge thing is, you know, if something doesn't feel right, it isn't and you need to address it then and there instead of leaving it until things get messy so yeah getting those boundaries in right from the start and is that what you refer to when you had to take some some time out for yourself is that one of yeah I think at, at that point I felt that I'd put a lot more boundaries in and it was just a case of kind of I think my brain just needed time to process all the changes that had occurred in my life throughout the course. So a hell of a lot had changed for me because I'd reassessed everything and and really looked at it very, very closely. So I think that's, that's a really important thing when you're self-employed is if you're not feeling right, stop and take a break and get yourself in the right place. Mm. Don't keep pushing on because it's the worst thing in the world. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I 
definitely struggle with is um yeah t- taking days off yes and because uh, obviously you're self-employed you yeah. sort of think a, a day away from work is uh you know it's it's costing you and you think of it as a, yes. on a cost basis and perhaps not the the benefits of um recharging the batteries and yes. uh yeah so it's coming into christmas and december mm. when uh for me it's a bit quieter um but yeah, d- d- still wanting to take that time off because you think mm. actually if I'm quieter, well, I should be mm. doing more things. And mm. um, how much of your time do you spend, like, uh, you know, with clients, and how much time do you spend mm. on working on your business? I'd probably say at the moment it's kind of fifty-fifty because there is so much um, to learn and do. I at the moment I'm actually going out quite a bit and doing one-to-ones with people I've I've met other business people. Um, having some fantastic chats with with people I've never met before who live literally down the road from me. So I probably spend about 50-50 at the moment, um, which is which is really, really lovely because you get the time to just add that value in, do some more learning, create some more content for social media. I just I'm I'm learning so much all the time about being a better business person, not just being a better therapist. Mm. How much sort of on, ongoing training is there as a, as a, from the therapist's perspective? Is it's, that something you're always having to keep keep yeah. up with and new techniques? Absolutely. Or... So we're expected to do, um, I think it's either 12 or 16 hours of career progression development courses over the year. And they are all um, provided by the school that I trained with. So it's really easy because they're all online. Um, they're delivered live by amazing lecturers um, from the school. Um, and you just pay online and you're able to do them online, which is absolutely fantastic. And then we are um, legally required to be supervised. So we have I have group supervision online and I can have that up to two times per month. Um, so you're constantly supportive. It's an amazing community where you are never left out on your own in the cold. We can always get hold of someone to check if we're doing the right thing. So I love that about it. And so, you, so it's sort of I don't know whether, whether it's regulated or mm. uh, controlled. Is it, you know, Very I, I much. couldn't just put myself on the internet and say no. I'm a therapist. <laughs> I mean, you could, you could, <laughs> but it, yeah, somebody would probably catch up with you at right. some point. Uh, yeah, it's it's very very stringently regulated. Um, there are um, bodies that you are a member of. As I say, you're supervised. Um, you're expected to do CPD in order to be a member of the professional bodies. So it's, yeah, you, you can't, it, I mean, I'm sure there are charlatans out there, but it's, it's very, very tightly kept together mm. by, by people who know what they're doing. Would you get referred by, um, you know, NHS patients or anything like that? Or is it not, is it outside of their scope of what they would? Yeah, do? so you can go on a red, you can be part of the, um, a medical body which which you are you can be more linked with uh medical professionals um certainly a lot of doctors gps um uh, i know one of my lecturers used to have a room in a gp surgery where she was doctors would refer her clients on a regular basis um we're not working within the nhs but certainly it's something that you know some gps um would would definitely refer patients to come and see it. So it just kind of depends on their yeah whether they've had a good experience. Absolutely, experience in the past I think helping people. I think the really good thing about 
solution-focused hypnotherapy and other types of hypnotherapy is that it is purely based on neuroscience. There's no fluffy spiritual stuff. It is 100% black and white neuroscience that we're working with. So it's all factual. There's no, it could be this or it could mm. be that. It's it's 100%, yeah. Okay. Um, and so if I'm a client coming to you, mm. what do you, do you have like a, a set number of sessions that you would typically have or is it... How does your sort of process work from, from that perspective? So I think I mentioned earlier, is a bit like learning to drive or getting fit. Yeah. Um, my husband used to be a driving instructor and he used to get asked that question all the time. And it's, it's the same in that, you know, um, it depends how much work you put in between the sessions and in the sessions. We would give a rough guide of six to 12, but it could be less than that, it could be more than that. Mm -hmm. um, one category that I really enjoy working with is patients with OCD. Um, I have a fabulous lady with OCD who I am seeing uh, at the moment. And um, that takes a lot longer, a lot, lot longer. It can, it, that could be like 90 to 100 sessions. It could be 30 sessions. It, but it, it really depends on the individual. And, and the thing is about the brain is there's so much in there. So you might come to me with, one thing but actually when we start working on it you realize the problem isn't that thing it's perhaps something else mm. and so it may take a little longer or it may not it may take shorter because you think great i've done a few sessions i feel wonderful off i go mm. and so is that it's like just purely based on the, on the, on the client purely yeah. based on the client and something i have experienced is you know somebody comes for an initial consultation and it's all quite straightforward and then they get to the end, they've sussed you out, they realise they can trust you, and they drop a massive bombshell. Right. And then that, you know, that completely changes your treatment plan. And that's why we have to be really honest with people and say, we just don't know. We right. just have to see as we go along. And know? then it's like, you know, your chiropractor where you might just... Yeah. You know, and and would, would people maybe come, you know, stop, stop working with you and then come back again if they were to relapse or struggle for a period of time with, with something absolutely so with my ocd um lady she came weekly for probably seven or eight months and then she comes usually once a month now so it's a bit like you go for a massage once a month mm. some people come for a brain massage once a month so it's just kind of topping up their you know it's like a reminder of this is what i'm supposed to be doing this is how i what i need to do to, to keep myself feeling good. So yeah, it's absolutely all oh, once a year or, you know, twice a year or whatever. So yeah, yeah very much like, like you would an osteopath or a yeah. chiropractor. Cool. And what are you proudest of, you know, that you've achieved so far either in this sort of relatively new career or, or just throughout your career or your life? I think um, within, within the kind of time that I've been qualified in this career, the thing that I'm most proudest of is sticking with the process of change. It was incredibly uncomfortable and incredibly painful at times, and I was completely out of my comfort zone, but I knew it needed to happen. And so I'm proud of myself for seeing, seeing it through. And of course I'm not done, no one's ever done with changing, but that's what I'm proud of myself for. I'm proud. I'm proud for sticking with it. Cool. And so, would you go through um, your own, like your other your colleagues on your course? Would they mm -hmm. 
uh, have hypnotherapy sessions with you? Is that all these things up or is it just purely going through the process of learning about these things? Purely going through the process. The more I learned about the brain and about how I'd been sabotaging myself, um, you know, despite going through a lot of trauma and a lot of, and a lot of difficulty, you know, I, I know how to cope better now. Um, yeah. And I, you know, you kind of look back and think, I'm really lucky to have learned these skills. So yeah, it was just purely going through the course. And then I have, I have had some sessions with one of my, my lecturers, which have helped enormously. Um, but it's, it was, yeah, the, the process. And as I say, as, as the more I speak to my friends from my course, the more I find out that's, that's very normal. Like mm. they've been through the same right. thing. As, um, so who, who's sort of been most influential to you in your, in your life and what, what impact have they had? Yeah, so my mum, who passed away 13 years ago, was, um, it, she was massively influential for me because, um, you know, girl power and all of that kind of thing was kind of something she'd just always done. That was just the way that she worked. There was no kind of, I do this because I'm trying to be like a strong, independent woman. She just did it because that was who she was. And she was a very versatile person who taught me that, change is going to happen and you just got to go along with it otherwise you're just going to hit the wall um she thought outside the box she was she was really inspirational not just to me to a lot of people around me so she definitely has had a huge bearing on me but also my husband um is a real inspiration to me because he's a true entrepreneur and if he wants something He'll learn how to make it himself and he'll do it himself. And he's completely runs off his own batteries. And I, I just love that from him. So, yeah. And have you ever practiced on him? I <laughs> have. No, 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 that's fine. Yeah. Um, he, uh, he struggled. He did struggle terribly with sleep and um, learning about his brain, he, him learning about his brain from, from me helping him and doing some sessions with him has helped enormously, so yeah. Do you ever meet someone or, or have one of your friends you think you could really benefit from, from one of my sessions? And, yeah. And how do you approach that conversation? Um, uh, I would never, ever, ever tell somebody. I'd never, I never give people advice. I think um, some of the people who I, uh, who've got on my nerves the most in my life have been people who've given me advice. And I think you've never been through what I've been through. You have no idea you don't have the right to be giving me advice. Um, so I would never do that, but I'd always be, I'm always an active listener. I hope I am anyway for my friends, if, if they need my help. And actually a lot of my friends were my practice clients, um, which I think has really strengthened our relationships. And it's lovely because they all still use the skills that they learn in the sessions. So it's really nice, but no, I think people are a bit frightened uh, when I when I was a personal trainer, people were terrified when I told them that because I think they thought I was going to make some kind of judgment on their physical health, which I never would. And I think now people think I can read their minds, which I definitely can't. <laughs> or, or put them to sleep. Like or that. put them yeah. to sleep. Yeah. So no. They never look at you in the eyes anymore. <laughs> in the eyes. Um, 
Cool. And so where do you see the business in um, the next five years? What's your sort of goal for the business? Yeah, I would really like to spread into working more with businesses, uh, work, wellness in the workplace. So um, helping businesses out with uh, keeping their staff mentally healthy um, with, you know, in various ways, whatever way would suit the business, really presentations, group relaxation sessions, one-to-one -one sessions for staff. Um, but I think it's a really, really important area. I suffered really badly um, years ago with workplace stress. Um, and I think, you know, when we're stressed at work, we can't perform as we want to. And the business doesn't work as, as it should. So that's an area I'm really interested in. And just carrying on learning and growing my, my, my client list, my client base, um, because I just love it. I love working with clients. Great. Um, and just finally, um, a chance for you to shout out your favourite <laughs> local business. Uh, who's who's your favourite local business? My favourite local business is my husband's business, and that is <laughs> Dynamith Electrical. And I'm saying this not just because he's my husband, but because I've watched it grow, and I've watched how much work he has put into it, like literally blood, sweat and tears. Um, and he's invested so much in it and he loves it so much and he really cares um, about what he does. So I, I would have to say that because it's been an absolute joy watching him, watching him grow, not just as a business owner, but as a person as he learns and learns and learns more about his trade. Great. And um, where can listeners find more about you if they want to get in touch with you? Where's best for them to find you? Yeah, so... Um, I have a website um, which you can have a look on. There's a few a few blogs on there for you to have a read of um, and lots of information about what I can help you with. Um, so that's www.positivechangehypnotherapy.co.uk and you can also grab yourself a free uh, relaxation download on there. But um, that's got all my details on it. It's got my social media. I'm on Instagram, positive underscore SFH positive underscore change underscore SFH. <laughs> um, I'm on Facebook, um, but you're always welcome to drop me a message, an email, uh, make a call. My initial consultation is free and is no obligation. So people can always book that through my website if they just want to have a chat and find out a little bit more. Well, I'll do that. Um... You know, link in the show notes thing, I think, Brilliant. that podcasters do. Um, and <laughs> obviously be in touch to get you around to get my kids to start sleeping. Um, <laughs> but thank you so much for, um, again, being my first guest. Um, it was really, really interesting talking thank to you. Thank you, Chris. And, um, yeah, hope to uh, speak to you again in the future. Thank you very much. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to be a guest on the podcast, please email me at chris at chrishazelmortgages.co.uk. Speak to you next time.